Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Welcome, and thank you for joining us for episode number 53 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co. CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are talking about dental practice purchase considerations. So if you're thinking about purchasing a dental practice or a specialty dental practice in the future, there are a lot of things to consider even before you decide to make a purchase. So we have Jamie Staley on with us today to talk about what those things are and how she's helped clients in the past kind of work through this whole process. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, Megan. Great to be here with you today. Yeah, great to have you. Thanks for coming on and walking us through the the whole process, even before square one. (laughs) Yes, yes. There's so many things to think about when considering purchasing a dental practice And at the very top of that list should be thinking about your goals and what you really are trying to accomplish. Why do you want to be in this business and what's going to set you apart from, you know, other dentists or specialists in your area? So it's really important to think through, through that. You may not have really spent a lot of time thinking about your goals or, you know, that long-term vision, but before even venturing out to purchase a practice, it's something you should take some time to really sit down and think through. And episode number one in our podcast is got a lot of great information on vision and long-term vision and can really maybe help get you in the right mindset to thinking about what your, your true goals are and where you're trying to go with your practice. Perfect. And before we really get into the topic too deep. I want to let everybody know that we do have a free webcast available through Dental Economics. You do get a CE credit, one CE credit for attending. It's on demand and it's called the three ways to lead a profitable practice while working fewer hours. So even before, you know, while you're thinking about purchasing your practice, you can learn more about how to make it profitable and how to balance that with a lifestyle that you actually desire. So we will put the link to sign up for that in the show notes for this episode, which can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash five three. You know, we put that webinar together specifically so that you're not just looking at the profitability, right? You're also looking at your lifestyle and your goals in, in total, because you can maybe get a really profitable business, but if you're working your tail off and not enjoying your life and not spending enough time with friends and family, it, you're still not totally accomplishing your goals and your vision. So that's part of the reason we put that webinar on because we really wanted to talk about how important it is to balance both of those things. You don't want one without the other. So that was really important. And as we talk now, you know, you really do want to step back and think about what your professional vision is and where you want to go and, you know, how you're going to get there. So think through, you know, is the practice I'm looking at, is this Um, you know, does this reflect my professional vision and where I want to take, you know, my career? Is this practice compatible with my goals? And you really want to 
stop and think about those goals. As we mentioned, you really want to stop, think through what your vision is, and where you want to go. Does the practice that you're purchasing have the same quality of care philosophy as you do? You know, that varies from doctor to doctor. And so you really want to make sure that if you're going into a practice with a certain type of philosophy of care, that you're in alignment with that because all the patients are going to be accustomed to that. So you want to make sure that those those patients are being treated in a way you're ready to treat them as well. So think through whether that's an alignment. You'll also want to think through some just higher level questions. What else are you going to have to think about when you purchase the practice? Are you going to have to have other expenditures besides the purchase price? Do you're going to have to, you know, if you go into the practice and see that all of their equipment is outdated, that could be a significant cost for you. Um, and consideration as you're thinking through whether this is a good value for you and whether or not it is the practice you, you know, really want to purchase. Beyond, you know, the vision and goals that you have, you're also going to want to look at location and demographics. So, you know, are you looking at a practice that is in a highly visible, easy to access area? Um, you know, high traffic, a lot of people are coming by. Is it next to three or four competing dentists? that, you know, it's going to be harder for you to kind of stand out because there's so many options right there in front of people. So you'll want to consider that. And if you're a specialty dentist, you know, you're going to need to be developing relationships with other dentists in the area. So is there an area maybe where you already know some of the dentist owners and can, you know, already have that established relationship? So location and demographics are really important as you're considering the location of the practice. And also, you know, before you dive in, you want to think through the team of advisors you're going to need on your side. You're going to need a lender to get the, the banking and financing settled for the purchase of the practice. You'll need an attorney that is helping you through the steps of the purchase agreement, making sure, you know, the due diligence is done and all the legal areas are taken care of. You're going to be in need of a dental-focused CPA to help you once you do purchase the practice. How are you going to get set up? How are you going to get folks paid? What kind of financial systems are you going to use to manage that business? You may even need a practice management consultant to help you along the way to get, you know, the practice management system set up so that you're understanding it and your team is understanding it. So there's a lot of areas to think about before you even, you know, make a decision of, hey, this is the practice I I want to buy. Yeah, that's quite the list of things to consider even before finding a potential practice yes. to look at. It's a, it, There's a lot of things you want to think about. It's not a decision you want to take lightly. Hopefully it's a very long-term um, endeavor. So you don't, you want to definitely make sure you're going through the thought process. And I know a lot of folks that I've talked to or worked with are very cost conscious, which is understandable because typically they're not currently a dental owner. So they're not making a lot of money but you really don't want to skimp when it comes to some of these areas like an attorney or, you know, having a good lender um, or a good CPA, because those are the people that are really going to help make you succeed in the long run and really going to help avoid issues. They've seen it before, especially the attorneys, you know, you want a good attorney on your side so that you can avoid the common pitfalls that other people unfortunately run into. So, so I definitely recommend you want to, you want to be careful. You don't want to throw money around by any means, but you're going to have to pay, you know, some of these advisors to help you through this process. Okay. So after you've done this homework and you've found a practice that looks to be a good fit, 
what are the next steps? So the next step is a letter of intent or LOI. You are going to want to detail out your interest in purchasing the dental practice um, and set up some basic business and economic terms. So you'll want to talk or you'll want to include, you know, a purchase price, what assets will be included, will the accounts receivable be, be part of the agreement, will you be purchasing the property or the office or renting it, what the transition process will look like, you know, how long will that existing doctor stay on, if at all, what kind of staff the staff is going to look like, are they going to intend to stay, and if there's any restrictive covenants that you'll have including in this letter of intent. So this is kind of before an actual offer, an official offer. It's just kind of setting up some of the information to see if there's going to be able to be an agreement. So typically, you know, if they receive this and they think, no, there's no way I'm going to accept anything near this purchase price, you know, you can go your separate ways. But if, you know, there's interest and they think we can negotiate, they know that they, you know, you'll move forward. And if you do move forward, the next step would be doing some due diligence on your end. So once you kind of come to agreement on this letter of intent, you're going to get more information. You'll likely have to sign a non-disclosure agreement because you'll be looking into a lot of their information of how they're running their business. You'll definitely want to be reviewing production reports and collection reports, see how the, the, the business is doing. You'll also want to ask for a balance sheet and a profit and loss statement so that you can see um, you know, how things are going, how, how they're managing their business. You'll want to look at those over time, maybe over several years even to compare. You also want to do some legal due diligence. Your attorney can help you make sure that all the, you know, the name, you know, are you purchasing the name potentially? Is there any issues or lawsuits against the name that might make it not as desirable to purchase? You also want to do some practice management due diligence. So if you're getting some reports from them and you're reviewing them, make sure that when you see the number of patients on a report, it's accurate. It's not just the number of patients they've seen ever in the past, but it's truly a number of active patients. I was working um, recently with a endodontist who was looking to purchase a practice, and he had that issue where, you know, the number of patients was, you know, one thing, but the active patients was another number. So you just want to make sure that you're getting as much information about the practice as you can. Ask a lot of questions. The more information you have, the better you can feel when you're coming up with the, you know, how much you're going to pay for it, what you're going to get, you know, what are you getting in return? You want to really feel that you have all that information. You don't want to purchase the practice and then be blindsided with information that, you know, you could have known prior to purchasing. If you can go through all of that step and you feel comfortable with all the due diligence, then you will come up with a purchase agreement. And this is a legal agreement that will detail out all the purchase terms that you essentially established in that letter of intent. Some things may have changed based on some of the information you gathered during that due diligence, but that'll be essentially the, the offer letter and purchase agreement that both of you would sign. So that may go back and forth between the attorneys for a little bit until you both come to a place where, okay, we can all agree on the terms and then you have an official agreement in place. Well, these are all good considerations and it's nice to give those who are considering doing this just some expectations to go off of too. So you're not just going in completely blindly and not knowing what's needed or what to think about or even what questions to ask. You know, it's nice to have some kind of starting point. So I'm sure there's other things to consider after you've done your due diligence, after you've looked at the purchasing agreement, then I'm sure this list goes on. 
Yes, there's definitely a few more areas. I'm sure the list is actually endless, but we'll focus on a few more areas where um, we think it's most important. So, you know, as we talked a little bit earlier, you're, you're going to want to consider whether you want to buy or, or lease the property or the dental office. So a lot of times dental owners will own the office itself. So they may want to sell the, the office to you or they may want to keep it and rent it out to you. So you'll just want to consider that, talk with them. What are they looking at? What do you want to do? Again, there may be additional loans you need to get to, to be able to purchase that. So it may be something you want to wait to do until you've kind of been established as the owner for several years. So that's something to think about, ask questions about as well. You will need to consider what type of um, entity structure you're going to be. Will you incorporate or will you be an LLC? We recently did a podcast number 51 that dives into some of those first steps you need to do as you create your business and why that's important. So take a listen to there if you want a little bit more of a deep dive on that conversation. You're definitely going to want to establish a separate business bank account and a separate business credit account. You know, you're going to have to think what legal entity you want so that it is protecting both you as a business owner and your personal side. And, you know, you want to make sure that you're avoiding that commingling, as I mentioned, and set up that separate business banking credit card. Another consideration you're going to have is your team. So, you know, you can either bring in the existing team from that practice or hire your own team. In the experience I've had, it seems that most people bring in the existing team. It's really helpful for that continuity. Um, Even if the dental owner is moving on, that that, you know, the staff and the team are still familiar with a lot of the patients and understand how the systems work. So that can be an advantage for you as a practice owner to have that experience. You'll probably want to decide over time if all of those people are really a right fit for your practice. But I would definitely recommend starting by bringing that existing team in. You'll also have some advertising and marketing to consider. So, you know, how are you going to get your name out there so that practice, you know, or so that patients are going to come knocking at your door? So, you know, I know recently one of our clients is purchasing a practice. And when I talked with him, he said the dental practice owner had planned to kind of retire. And so he slowed down and doesn't have as many clients as maybe he would like. So he's going to have to figure out how are you going to get your name out there? How are you going to start to build up that patient base again? So one of the last things, once you've established your dental practice and have been in the practice for you know a few months, you're going to want to create that long-term strategic business plan. We have a great first series, episodes one through 10 in our podcast that really dive deep into what you need to do for your strategic business plan. So I highly recommend taking a listen to that. It will give you great information on what you need to be thinking about and how to get that strategic plan in place. You should also be thinking maybe shorter term cash flow projections or budgets for next year. If the strategic business plan seems a little overwhelming and maybe take it by baby steps, Um, But you're definitely going to want to look at those longer term goals and how you're going to get there so that you're making steps in that direction as you go throughout your um, first few years as a dental practice owner. But the first step you want to take is watching our webcast over at Dental Economics. Definitely. (laughs) Again, the name of that webcast is Three Ways to Lead a Profitable Practice While Working Fewer Hours. So that By watching that, you might get another couple of ideas that you can incorporate into your vision or your strategic plan as you're developing the plan for your practice moving forward before you 
create this whole plan and then maybe don't consider the lifestyle component or some other really important, crucial parts to running a profitable practice. So again, we will put the link to that on-demand webinar in the show notes for this episode, which can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash five three. Before we wrap up today's episode, do you have any key takeaways or anything else you'd like to add, Jamie? I think we've covered it all, but you know, I think the biggest thing that I would like to stress is just, you know, that beginning vision and the goals, you know, you really want to decide what type of dental practice you want to purchase and establish and set up and run for the long term. So as you're making those decisions on which practice to purchase, you know, really keep those in mind, because it may be tempting to buy the first practice that you you find, you know, because it's simpler and you found it and you think you can purchase that one, but you really want to make sure it's truly in alignment with your vision and goals so that you have the best chance for success in um, operating that dental practice. So I think that's the biggest takeaway. Perfect. Well, I'm really enjoying learning more about dental practices with you during these few weeks that we're focusing on this. And next week for episode number 54, we'll be wrapping up our dental series with a special guest. We'll save it as a surprise for next week, but uh, we will that'll be wrapping up our dental series with you all. And we hope you've enjoyed it. And feel free to, to visit any of the other podcast episodes. I can't believe we're over 50 now. So we've done, like Jamie mentioned, that strategic series. And those with the first five episodes, actually, we've created free workbook downloads that you can actually use to help you define your vision and long-term goals, your quarterly action plan, various things that can help with your your strategic setup too. So um, there's a lot of tools available for you overall in general, but even specifically on our podcast. So feel free to check those out. We can be reached at info at pjscpas.com and any question is welcome. We'd love to chat with you and uh, talk with you a little bit more about your dental practice too. So reach out, share, give us a holler, (laughs) have a great week, keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.